Welcome to the Stories in Our Roots podcast. I'm your host, Heather Murphy. In this podcast, we dive deep into how knowing the stories of our ancestors can make a difference in our lives today. Discovering our family history is more than a hobby. It is a way to connect deeply with ourselves, those we love, and the world around us. Hello, welcome to another episode of Stories in Our Roots. I am glad that you are here with me today. Today's interview is with Sheena Browning. We talked about how she learned about her indigenous roots, which had been kept as a secret in her family for many years before her great-grandmother finally said something, and how she has internalized that and helped make that part of her identity moving forward. She shares the stories of other ancestors who, knowing their story, gave her courage to live her own story the way that she wanted to, even if it was different than other people's. And she shares what it's meant to her to learn about her family members, to understand their stories, and how that has affected her life moving forward. Here's the interview with Sheena Browning. Hi, Sheena. Thanks for joining me today. I'm so glad to have you here. Hi, Heather. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here, too, to share, like, stories of my family. It's it's amazing. (laughs) Well, could you start by just introducing yourself a little bit, please? Okay, so I am 35, (laughs) a woman living in the United States in California, and I am a small business owner. I just started. I used to do the regular, you know, like, job path of, like, going to college and, like, having a regular job, but it didn't fit who I was. So I decided to start my own small business. And I live with my boyfriend and two cats. (laughs) Okay. And what is your business? What do you do? So actually, it's a spiritual business. And so my focus now is helping women. And it's just like, I just want them to live the best lives possible, like manifest like who they really are and like listen be able to listen to their heart and just release any blocks that are getting in their way. And just like, I just want to help people, you know, whatever um, modality or tool I need to use on them. That's what I want to use. So it's been very exciting. Oh, good. How did you start learning about your family history and your ancestry? Um, So it's really interesting. I, you know, grew up in the nineties and everything. So the internet wasn't as big as it is now. There wasn't like ancestry.com or anything like mm-hmm. that. And so, um, I didn't know that much about my grandma on my mom's side, really anything about her family or also my dad's side of the family. Like my dad never cared. And then my great grandma kept a lot of her husband <laughs> secrets, you know, including one that he was indigenous and we didn't find out until almost on my great grandma's deathbed, like a year before she died, she told my great grandma, or sorry, my great grandma told my grandma that we have native blood. And, you know, my grandma's been stopped randomly, like back in the seventies, you know, by a cop and asked like what tribe she was from. And she was like, I'm American. And so, Mm -hmm. but we've always had like a connection to nature. And so finding out about our indigenous side and like our family in Michigan, it's just opened a lot of doors. And then recently I've really been delving more into finding out about my dad's side of the family because my dad's, um, my dad's side, it's kind of interesting. He was born really late in life with my grandma and grandpa. So I never met my grandpa and my grandma died when I was eight. And so I just had kind of like a disconnect to that side of the family. And so I think 
godforancestry.com and like my mm-hmm. relatives I've never met because they've been doing a lot of work for me, but I've been able to like map back my ancestry back to the 1400s. Okay. So it's been incredible. So what was it like for you not knowing your grandparents on your dad's side as you start researching and start discovering these people that are part of you? It makes me really happy to like feel that connection to them because like my dad and I don't have the best relationship. And so I don't really know many of my dad's relatives. So like reading about their stories, hearing about how my grandpa served in World War II and like, and like all their individual stories, it just makes me feel so blessed to actually be here. You know, like life mm-hmm. is so hard, especially back then. And for all of them to live and have these incredible lives and for me to be here, it just makes me feel, you know, like very honored. And I want to like continue on that legacy. Well, I think that's great that even though you didn't have a good relationship with your dad, that you were able to see that there's other people behind him that still contributed to who you are and that they were worth you getting to know. How are you able to get past your relationship with your father in order to research behind him? So at first, because I started building my tree a few years ago and I was just getting names and stuff like that and I didn't really connect. But I think it's just realizing that everyone, you know, they have their own hurts and past traumas. And so just learning to forgive my dad, you know, for not being the dad I wanted him to be. I think it really helped me with finding out more about all my different relatives and my ancestors and getting excited about finding out all their I don't know, all their little tidbits, (laughs) you know, badges and stuff. So it's been really, been really cool. Well, I'm glad to hear that. And everybody's situation is different, but sometimes it makes me sad when people are in situations like yours, when they don't have a real good relationship with one of their parents. And so they discount everybody on that line and they have no interest in getting to know those people because those people made you and all of us who we are. And I think there's value in that, even if sometimes there's some other stuff you have to work through to be able to get to that point. Right. Yeah. And also too, just like knowing the, the secrets of our ancestry, like I need to talk to my aunt Ida, like she's not going to be around forever. You know, she's in her Mm eighties. So, I mean, that is advice that will give to people is talking to your older relatives, like recording that stuff, because once they're gone, there's so many things that are lost. So what's one of those things that you've learned by talking to someone that you wouldn't have known otherwise? So my grandma, she loves telling stories about our ancestors because she's like our ancestry keeper. She has like binders and stuff. But um, <laughs> um, on her mom's side, on the male side, my great grandma's dad actually had to leave Luxembourg in the middle of the night because he talked bad against the German Caesar, Czar. (laughs) And back then you couldn't do that. So he had to leave with his brother overnight to come to America. And then she's also told me that we have um, (laughs) our ancestors made gin too. (laughs) Okay. You mentioned before about finding out that on your mom's side of the family, that you had that indigenous blood in you. What was it like for you as you learned that and learned the stories of those people? It's really hard because I just feel really bad for my great grandpa having to kind of stuff down that side of him because he wasn't, 
you know, it wasn't uh, being native was like viewed as a bad thing and it wasn't honored as it is today. And we have proof that his siblings were in, they um, had to go to a Christian school. And so I just feel kind of, um, I want to say cheated, but it's not quite that like kind of sad that like that part of the culture we're just now getting familiar with. And my mom and my grandma and my cousins and my other family members have been lucky enough to go over to Michigan and meet our relatives and meet, you know, our medicine men that we have in our family and get that creation connection going again. But I just feel like there's just been so much loss. And you know, it's kind of impossible to wish now, but I really wish that that I could have grown up, up in that culture, you know, and like, you know, participated in in dances and like ceremonies and stuff like that. So are there ways that you are embracing that now that you know about it? Yeah, <laughs> I am. <laughs> um, I do want to go to a dance. Um, it's kind of funny. My mom, actually, she was dating a guy and lived with him like for 10 years. And he was really into the Lakota community. And so this was like right around the time that we discovered we were indigenous. So, and he would have like uh, sweat lodges and like, they would be able to go to dances and everything and all these ceremonies. So like, that's one of my goals of like owning small businesses to like be getting back into like that indigenous life. And I want to do it in a respectful way. Cause I know that, um, you know, cause I'm part of like the, it's called the social dance powwow on Facebook. So like people like dance and I know that they're very protective of their culture. So like, um, when I go to Michigan, I would like to make connections and like see about like, you know, getting in touch with my Chippewa side. Okay. You mentioned before we were talking then, and then a little bit while we were talking too, that you haven't had a very strong relationship with your dad's side of your family, but that by researching that you started to feel a kinship. Was a story from that side of your family that helps you feel close to them or helps you relate to them? So my my dad's mom on her side, way back in the 1600s, uh, <laughs> there was my two ancestors, his husband and wife, and they are actually arrested during the Salem witch trials. And luckily they uh, were able to escape and they had been pub owners and finding that out, it just it made sense to me that like, it's okay to be different, you know, and, and like, that's also like on my life path, like it's coming together. Like, I feel like I'm honoring them on my life path by doing what I was called to do. Like, no matter, you know, like if there's, I'm not going to be hung <laughs> or burnt as a mm-hmm. witch, but you know, just like honoring them by living my life, how I feel it needs to be lived regardless of like what society says or anything like that. So it definitely mm-hmm. made me feel like a kinship to them. Just and so crazy to think about because, you know, you always hear about the Salem witch trials, but to know that your ancestors were actually a part of it, it just blew my mind. In what other ways has learning about your ancestors connected you to points in history that kind of connected you in more ways? Well, learning that my uh, ancestors came over from England to Virginia because I've, you know, I took history in college. And so I was, you know, I, I learned all about like freedmen, about how people, mostly guys would come over and they didn't have enough money for the voyage so that they would be tied to landowners or whoever paid for their voyage for five years or 10 years. But actually my ancestors 
had a lot of money. Like they had like acres of land in Virginia, like 400. And there's like captains and, um, oh, it's so crazy. And lieutenants. So they like, they're on ships. And so like, I've always loved the ocean. So it made me feel too, like a deep connection to them. Like, it's just, it's just crazy. Like all these stories that come out about your ancestors. Like, it's just so cool. Like they're so cool. Yeah. And it's interesting. Like you've mentioned several things. They're just, there's little things about several of your ancestors that, that have attracted you or that you have that connection, like the ocean or being different than everyone else. And I think that's one of the great things about researching your family is that I mean, you go back exponentially and your ancestors just grow and grow and grow. And there's so many people to find something in common with and that we can use that to find things in common with people that we're not related to. There's apps online that you can like see who you're related to sometimes. Mm -hmm. And if you're related to someone in the United States from the 1600s, then you're related to so many people in the United States because you share that common piece. How has researching your family history made the world a smaller place for you? I've definitely seen all the different connections and relatives and ancestors and how many there is. It does make it feel like a smaller place too. Because um, my dad lives in a small town. That's where he lived. Like that's uh, lives. That's where my grandparents have lived. Like they like started this. <laughs> they were like one of the founders of the town that we're from. So like, just learning about that, I'm sure I'm related to a lot of people <laughs> that live in the mm -hmm. small town. And, you know, you just don't really think about it day to day, how everyone you meet, you have some kind of connection to, you know, like some, maybe some distant ancestor. One of the things that um, you mentioned before is that when you have children, you want them to know about their amazing ancestors who, against all odds, persevered. Can you talk a little bit more about what that means to you? Yeah. Um, so I heard recently that, I forgot what culture it was, but they believe in three deaths. The first one is when you actually die. The second one is when you're buried. And then the third one is when the last person who remembers you dies. I feel by researching and like finding out about my relatives and their stories, I can like pass that down on to to my kids and they can like know where they came from. Like they, they'll have a better sense of their place in the world. And also like now, cause obviously I don't have kids right now, but my brother, mm -hmm. I was like um, <laughs> sharing with him all our cool things and he got excited and he has a daughter. And so when she's old enough, like I want to like talk to her about it, you know, and just keep the memory of our ancestors alive because they did so much and they're so incredible that to, not talk about them and not honor them. It just seems like a, like such a big disgrace. So how are you a different person because of the stories that you've learned about your ancestor? I feel like it's healed the part of me that felt so disconnected from my dad's side because <laughs> my dad's side, you can definitely tell that we're European, but like I look like my mom's side. So not only is there geological distance between me and my dad's side of the family, but like I haven't ever really look like them. Like I just look like my mom's side of the family. So it always bothered me, but learning about my relatives and my ancestors, it made me feel like more connected to them. And even though I don't look like them, I still have that blood in me. So it made me feel a lot more proud of, of my dad's side of the family. 
Okay. And if someone was trying to decide whether they should research the side of their family that they don't have that connection to, what would you say to them? I would say that it can be hard at times, but like, you know, it's really important to work on that broken relationship with whoever you, you know, like relative that you have that you don't get along with not. And it doesn't even have to be like face to face, just like on an emotional level. And, you know, because when you release that, like you kind of forgive yourself too. And like, you don't have that burden anymore. Cause I feel also too, and I've heard that like, there is so much healing to be done when in your family, because like there's ancestral hurts that continue down the line, like abuse. I don't like using that one until someone stops the cycle. So by you healing that part of you and like moving on and finding out about your relatives, I feel like that also it helps them too. Like it helps your ancestors because, and this is my belief, you don't have to believe this, but you know, I feel like when you're learning about your ancestors that you'll feel their spirits, you know, like I felt the spirits of my ancestors, like I believe on, you know, heaven, the other side. And by like having the ancestral spirits around you, like you also heal them, you know? So it just, it like, not only does the healing go down the line from you, but it also goes up. And that's great that you've had the courage or determination that you can make a difference in your family line, that you didn't have to let that gap between you and your father grow over generations, that you were able to say, well, we might have a little bit of a gap, but you're not going to forget the people behind him and you're not going to let there be a disconnect in the future. And I think that's that's commendable and not easy to do. Thank you. Yeah, because I was actually talking to my mom about it um, and because she, she's met, she had met my relatives like back in the day, <laughs> obviously before mm-hmm. I was born. And she said that um, my grandma's side of the family, they they weren't close and she didn't know what that was about. So like, I am going to talk to my aunt, my um, aunt Ida about it and see what that is. And like, like you were saying, like, you know, by me doing this, like I can close that gap. Like it doesn't have to be a continuation. Yeah, that's great. Well, thank you so much for sharing your experiences and your perspective about learning about your ancestors and not only what they can give to you, but what you can give back to them. Right. Thank you so much, Heather. It's been great. (laughs) Thank you for joining me today for Stories in Our Roots. Please help this podcast grow by subscribing, leaving a review, and sharing it with your friends. If you have feedback or would like to recommend someone to share their story, head to storiesinourroots.com and fill out the form. Thanks again for listening, and I look forward to being with you again next week.